open to you gotta have faith. What is faith? In Hebrews 11th chapter, first verse, the Apostle Paul writes, Faith is the substance of things hoped for and evidence of things not seen. Then Playwright writes that it's believing you see white when your eyes tell you black. It's a belief where no one else believes. Dr. King says if you don't believe in something, you'll fall for anything. This podcast is about faith. This is a Christian podcast where we share our faith and belief in God and also in mankind, the goodness and kindness in mankind. In today's world, we see lots of ugliness based on racism, misogyny, and age-old grudges. But there is goodness in all of us. There is goodness in this world. But it begins with our belief. you got to have faith. It's October 28th, a wonderful Saturday morning, and I'm with Craig Dickerson. I'm Reg Clay. Hello, Craig Dickerson. Hey. How are you doing? <laughs> doing, doing good, Craig. Well, and um, so, uh, yeah, how's your week? Oh, been pretty good so far. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, this is my Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> Even though it's our Saturday. Right. Um, yeah. So, so, so I'm kind of like, I'm digging in, but I'm doing all right. Yeah. How, how about you, man? How are you how doing, doing good. That? Doing good. You know, our uh, production of uh, Nia for the um, the musical cafe, for those who uh, haven't been, um, you know, Craig and I are uh, actors and, and, and creators as, as well. So I wrote a play. Uh, Nia, which is being featured in the musical cafe, which is being played at Piano Fight. Which the music is just spectacular. Oh, right? so beautiful, beautiful stuff. <laughs> beautiful stuff. And there, there are a bunch of other uh, musicals that are also going on. Pickpocket, uh, Love the Struggle, and The Loving Tree. If you want to uh, see it, um, tonight's the last night. So uh, if you listen to this podcast today and you're not doing anything um, Saturday night, tonight at 7, pop over at the Piano Fight at 144 uh, Taylor Street. And check it out in San Francisco. Shall I? Um, shall I open it in prayer? Can I? Yeah, go for it. Um, dear Heavenly Father, um, first of all, I just want to say to all of us who are here, we're here to make peace. We're here to sow sow the seeds of peace, and and by our by our deeds, by our actions, and wherever there's any kind of strife or jealousy or selfishness. Please help us find your true wisdom. Amen. 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 Yeah, no, that's that's a good one. I don't know. I just <laughs> it's my plea. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> so I guess today our jumping point will be Matthew, twenty um, second chapter, verses thirty four through forty, and I'm reading from the NIV version of the Bible. So here, here's what it says. Hearing that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, 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 Sadducees. Sounds good to me. Yeah. (laughs) The Pharisees got together. One of them, an expert in the law, tested him with this question. Teacher, what is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. And the law and the prophets hang on to these commandments, to these two commandments. And that is it. That is um, <laughs> Matthew 22, verses 34. And the, show's, and the show's over. We've said everything <laughs> we need to say. Everybody knows this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as you've talked, you know, I had talked uh, while we were having breakfast that this commandment, I mean, we see it in Matthew, we see it in Mark, we see it in Luke. 
Uh, it's it's all over the New it's Testament. A, it's, a, it's everywhere, and yeah. it's and it's in our it's ingrained in our brains. I mean, we all grew up with this. What's the golden rule? Yeah. Children, what is the golden rule? Right, exactly. <laughs> Do unto others. Yeah. Um, and how quickly we, f- we forget, you know, the things that we learn from uh, children and mm-hmm. as kids. And we've gone through this before in a previous content mm-hmm. podcast. I mean, we. I, I remember a while back saying, you know, yeah, this, this there's no doubt. Mm-hmm. We understand this. We yeah. understand love God. We understand love our neighbor mm-hmm. as ourselves. That was the tricky part for me. Yeah. Got to love yourself. Right. right, right. <laughs> Otherwise, the other two don't work so well. <laughs> right. But, uh, and, and people may be listening to this and saying, oh, for goodness sake, you know, this is just a sappy thing or whatever. But how quickly, I mean, take a look at what's happening around us right now. Well, it is a sappy thing. It's, yeah. It's just a phrase. Right. I mean, uh, one of the things we, you know, I was telling you about this morning, I was trying to think up, trying to think up phrases we, we, uh, we can and can't say on the air. <laughs> right, right. But phrases that uh, we grew up with that stuck. Sure, that our parents and grandparents taught us, yeah. I was telling you, a congressman just this last week you know, mm-hmm. sat up in front of the entire body of America and said, like, I've got some good advice for everyone. And it was a book, a children's book I'm sure you, uh, a lot of people have heard of called Everything I, I, I Learned in Life I Learned in Kindergarten, which is basically, if you've ever read that book, it's a great book. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all about... All the golden rule. Yeah. All of, you know, being kind to your neighbor. Sure, <laughs> sure. But it's kind of funny, but it's, he, he preached that uh, that gospel, mm-hmm. but then went right around and, you know, enacted yeah, silly laws that hurt people. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I forget what the, what the law was, but. Yeah, um, but just. Yeah. It was, it was the talk, it wasn't the walk. Well, sure. And, you know, it may have been actually financial aid to uh, Cuba. Uh, you know, the Republicans have been incredibly slow mm-hmm. in giving aid to, about aid to Puerto Rico. Yeah, aid yeah. to Puerto Rico. Yeah. I mean, you know, because, you know, I think Trump had been saying, well, you know, we, we can't they can't be on the dole forever. You know, we can't support them forever and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. it's like, really, is that is that the mindset that you have? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah it, it, and um, I guess. If we think about it as a sappy way, you know, like the analogy that I used when you talked about the congressman was mm-hmm. frosting on a cake. You mm-hmm. know, the frosting looks wonderful, but, you know, the cake may be, you know, pretty crappy. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone uh, knows how to say all the wonderful things and the wonderful prose, but really the act, I mean, the, the business, what I would call of Christianity, is a tough one. I mean, mm-hmm. giving and caring and loving. What does loving your brother mean? What does loving your neighbor mm-hmm. mean? What does it really entail? Is it just hi? How are you doing? As you you know walk by, or if someone's in serious need, I know who my true friends are. If I say, "Wow, I'm in really trouble," I'm in serious trouble. There are only few people that I can really tell what what's really stressing me out or whatever. Because yeah. you know, there's some folks who are like, "Oh, wow, sorry to hear that." Um, uh, so how are the Yankees? <laughs> <You know? laughs> no, it's and and I think Christ was, you know. It, it, the way this story comes about in uh, in Matthew, Mark, and Luke mm-hmm. is again we've talked about you know yeah the Pharisees the Pharisees at the temple and the, yeah. this is where all the action was. There's another version in in John mm-hmm. um, John 15 chapter 15 uh, verses uh, nine through thirteen yeah where I think he the same the same uh, the same two commandments are brought forward to the disciples at the Last Supper. Mm-hmm. And uh, and what's funny about that is, like, I like John, but it's a li- it, 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 upon reading these, I mean, you know, just taking them out of context, um, this, are, 
There's no downside to this. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, you know, in a lot of the parables we were reading, you know, there's good, there's good, there's bad, and then, you know, some violence happens you right. know, to, the, uh, to the wicked. Mm-hmm. And, and But here, in, in this particular little, mm-hmm. you know, section, the two commandments, and then I think in, uh, in, in Luke it goes on to tell, you know, they, the, the, the lawyer mm-hmm. asks, or the Pharisee lawyer or whatever, yeah. asks, asks Christ, well, who's my neighbor? And then he tells the parable, of, which everybody knows about the good Samaritan. Mm-hmm. And there's no downside there either. Right. You know, this is, you know, it's just all good stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, taken out of context, these are really sweet little anecdotes and, yeah. and, and lots of frosting. <laughs> yeah, lots of frosting. But putting them back in the context, you know, where like the, you know, shit was going down. Yeah. I mean, you know, he was at, he was at the temple mm-hmm. defying the Pharisees, really throwing their logic right back at them. Yeah. And being very, very clever. Yeah. We'll, we'll take apart those two commandments and and sh- and explain mm-hmm. exactly where they're derived from as far as Old Testament scripture. Yeah. But you know this this was heavy. Mm-hmm. And at the Last Supper, of course, uh, the the words that were spoken there were spoken with a. With a uh, with an amount of gravity mm-hmm. that you know, taken out of context, sound really sweet and lovely, but yeah. <coughs> but given the circumstances of the impending death mm-hmm. and persecution of, yeah. uh, of of Jesus, this was heavy stuff. And and mm-hmm. what he's doing uh, is is smashing the old uh, mm-hmm. uh, the old uh, um, you know boundaries mm-hmm. of what neighborliness yeah. was. So these Pharisees were in charge. They were in charge of the law. They were in charge of placing very severe limits on those who opposed the law. Mm-hmm. Even those who spoke maybe yeah. in, the, in the gray areas. Yeah. Like uh like the like the early Christians did. It reminds me a lot of what they what people call Hasidic law or um um I'm I'm thinking of the Muslims um um Sharia, 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 yeah, yeah. Well, there, there, you know, there were there were severe restrictions, yeah, on people, and this is uh this was new stuff, yeah. You know, it's funny. We were talking during breakfast. We were talking about emotions and sometimes how, in helping people, sometimes you have to remove your emotions. And when we're reading this Bible verse, it seems very clear to me that the Pharisees are trying to intimidate Jesus. Mm-hmm. He's trying to intimidate the. Um, the uh, the disciples they're provoking yeah they're provoking uh, yeah. yeah and uh, and and of course Christ doesn't uh, he doesn't react in fear he doesn't back away yeah he doesn't back away when they ask him what's the greatest commandment um, they know what the greatest commandment is mm-hmm. and so does he yeah <coughs> he comes right back and he says well the greatest is love God mm-hmm. and this is true it's undisputed mm-hmm. um. Uh, he says, love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all mm-hmm. thy soul, with all thy mind, with all thy strength. Mm-hmm. That's found in, uh, you know, in uh, Deuteronomy yeah. 6.5. I mean, and it's part of a, it's part of a ritual that um, in, in the Hebrew religion, which mm-hmm. um, they were really familiar with. They, were, uh, they would be reciting uh, the Shema, mm-hmm. which is basically uh, the daily prayers. Yeah. That commences, um, you know, in in the Jewish prayer services, mm-hmm. and yeah. this first verse uh, encapsulates the uh, monotheistic essence of Judaism. It's, uh, you know, Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Yeah, 
Um, Lord, the Lord, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. These commandments <coughs> I give you today are to be upon your hearts. Yeah, this is Deuteronomy six uh, De- verses four. Yeah, part of the Shema, part of the some, something that you know mm-hmm. that they would have. Uh, it, it, it goes without saying. Right. I mean, it's like yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Give me another. Mm-hmm. And he does. Cl- uh, Christ was pretty clever. He says, "Yeah, that's the first commandment, and the second is this." Mm-hmm. Love thy neighbor as thyself. Right. There are no other commandments greater than these. Mm-hmm. And that second part uh, you, you can see is, is referred to in Leviticus chapter 19, verse 18. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas, yes, those two exist mm-hmm. in very different parts of the, of the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. Yes, these Pharisees and lawyers would know both these things. Yeah. But... What happens here is cosmically amazing. Yeah. It's all put together for the very first time. Right. And it just occurred to me, the Pharisees, when they think about the law in the Old Testament, they really are thinking about love. And, and it's interesting, when I think about love in Christianity, I really think about the New Testament because it's full of love mm-hmm. with, with the words of Jesus Christ. Yeah. And Christ is telling us, hey... It's, it's not really just coming from me. This is also in the Old Testament. Yeah. And he's pulling, you know, these verses mm-hmm. from the Old Testament that the Pharisees should already know. Mm-hmm. Um, but they either don't know or they do know that they really don't care. They obviously aren't using this in their in their practices right, right then and there. Well, he's trying to make a difference between a rabbi right. and no mere rabbi. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he's not excluding them, mm-hmm. you know, from you know from this this new way of thinking. Right. He's telling you, yeah, it's lovely to love. Mm-hmm. You know that. Yeah. You know that from Deuteronomy. Mm-hmm. Loving God with every part of your being, you give yourself to God. He gives Himself back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's all there. Right. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Means nothing. Unless you walk the walk. Right. That's exactly right. It means nothing unless you who tout these two commandments Mm -hmm. side by side, loving your neighbor, Mm -hmm. giving all that away that you've received. Right. You know, to your neighbor, to a stranger, to to other people. Now, that's no mere rabbi. Mm -hmm. That's a special rabbi. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, and of course, the Pharisees... take all this as mm-hmm. to mean like oh you're just talking about yourself <laughs> right you're right. talking about yourself jesus and mm-hmm. yeah yeah kind of is mm-hmm. but also he's telling he it, everything he does is is instruction yeah this is how you're going to live this is how you're going to live and and thrive and be successful mm-hmm. and actually serve right each other in the lord this is how you're going to achieve things mm-hmm. And we've all grew, grown up with these phrases. Mm-hmm. You grew up. I grew up. We know the golden rule. We know why wrong. It's like banged in our head like a drum. Yeah. And w- one of the problems with lear- lessons that we learn as children, if we, conti- if we simply take it from a children's perspective, then mm-hmm. we don't really grow from it because it's, it's a little too simplistic. Mm-hmm. Like as adults, you can easily forget about love thy neighbor and all that sort of, sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. But... And we're only, you know, in this in this particular s- where Jesus is right now with the Pharisees. I mean, in only a few more days, 
he's going to be crucified. Yeah. Well, he's he's faced this opposition mm-hmm. from these religious leaders throughout this ministry, throughout his life. Right. And uh, and it's and the opposition mm-hmm. grows stronger. Right. And, and, and they're, yeah, they're looking for evidence to to and, kill him and nearer. Yeah. And, and it keeps getting asked questions by these lawyers, and mm-hmm. he keeps taking the risks in mm-hmm. answering them. Yeah. He's provoked. He he he, he provokes again mm-hmm. back, but. He's answering them in good faith. Yeah. <laughs> He's answering them in terms that, that are kind of undeniable. Mm-hmm. Throughout these chapters in Matthew and Mark, you know, it says, mm-hmm. you know, they once, you know, he, he answers these questions. They don't really ask any more questions. Yeah, right. You know, these are powerful answers to difficult questions. And what's what it says to me in, like, our lives mm-hmm. is, like, we are given sometimes, you know, the gospel provokes people mm-hmm. to these really deeper areas, you know, where it's troubling, where it, it, it poses more difficult questions. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's easy. Sometimes the answer is easy. What's, yeah. the, what's the first commandment? Oh, everybody knows that, dude. Mm-hmm. You know it, I know it. It's in the Shema. You say it every day. Right. We know. Mm-hmm. The second one, now, that is a little more troubling. Oh, love your neighbor. Who's your neighbor? Yeah. How? Right. To what extent? Yeah. When's an, when, when is enough enough? Mm-hmm. You, you were saying that it's a lot like what it, like a relationship. That's right. Yeah. 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 I mean, <laughs> this, is, this, is a, uh-huh. this is Christ asking you to have a, 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 deep relationship. a deeper relationship right. with your neighbor. A yeah. difficult relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about in past podcasts how there are Christians who go to church. They sit in the pew. They sing the choir. They sing uh, the um, hymnals. They put, a, you know, money in the collection plate. And they're like, okay, that's that's it. I, there's my due diligence. I've done my Christian thing. Oh, I took my sacrament. Right. Mm, I'm good for a week. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's fine if, if that's the level, the only level of Christianity you want to do. I think that Christ uh, wants us to go a little deeper. You know, when we were talking about... This confrontation that he's going uh, into, it's very clear. And I loved how you had um, you used the analogy. This is when we're having breakfast of Christ being sort of an alchemist, taking these elements of the Old Testament, of, like of Leviticus Deuteronomy and Deuteronomy and, and Leviticus, yeah. and pu- putting them together in this and cosmic new alloy. That's right. Yeah, for the first time, which the Pharisees had access to as well. Yeah, but who put it together? Only clever, right. clever guy Jesus did. Didn't right. He? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And and what does that mean? It means that he has not only written, he not only knows the 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 you know the Old Testament, but he's putting it to use. He's actually thinking about it. I mean, you and I are actors. You know, we have a script in our hands. You know, when we're cast in a play, we don't just read the script, get off book, and just you know yeah. s- say the lines and go, hit our blockings, and that's it. Yeah, do my bit and go home. Right. <laughs> right. But we try to make a connection, a connection through the words. What is the playwright actually saying? You know, what's my connection with the uh, the the actor or actress that I'm working with? Um, what's deeper? You know, what emotion is going to come out of me through this? And wh- imagine if we think of the Bible that way. If we think of what am I reading right now and how can I apply it in my life? Mm-hmm. When we say love our neighbor, your neighbor could be your coworker who you can't stand. Mm-hmm. But... If you're a Christian, you will love that person. No, if you're, you know, you can. yeah. I mean, we say if you're a Christian, 
I, I keep having to say, like, this is our lens. This is our lens. I don't want to alienate anybody. Well, sure. But I don't know. Yeah. But, yeah, this is a, this is a very Christianic. <coughs> the problem, I think, you know, when we're talking about people who go to church right. and just, you know, do their due diligence. Right. And, and the problem, I think, where a lot of people have with religions is that, you know, it is didactic. You're there to be a follower. You're not there to be a leader. Mm -hmm. You know, you're there to sing your part, your solo, the way it's supposed to be sung, or to sing in unison Mm -hmm. and not screw it up. Mm -hmm. You know, you're there to do your specific duty, you know, whether whether you're involved, you know, know, in this particular thing. Mm -hmm. And what we're talking about here is a little bit more complex with that, is actually living the life, you know, uh, of – of a caring person. Mm-hmm. And that's where it gets, you know, difficult. Right. And that's where the church as a didactic force, mm-hmm. yeah, it, 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 it cocoons you in this kind of like um, routine mm-hmm. and in this fellowship and comfort. Yeah. But it also tells you to do something difficult that's kind of, you know, thorny sometimes mm-hmm. that comes without a reward. Yeah. Maybe. Um, you know, which is risky. Mm-hmm. And and I think a lot uh, that's what turns people off on a lot of religions because it's so like do this, do that, do this, do that. Yeah. And don't be yourself. Yeah. And you know, yes, you should love the Lord. <laughs> yes, you should do this. Yeah. But this combination of <coughs> love the Lord and then and then go out and and embrace everyone else with the same kind of love that, mm-hmm. you know, is given back to you. Yeah. That's where it becomes difficult. That's where that's, yeah. that's where it's kind of like, oh, my gosh, I'm yeah. I'm on my own. I have to make this interpretation. Right, exactly. And we've talked early in other <coughs> podcasts about the tug of war between individuality mm-hmm. and obedience. Yeah. And um, it's tough. And the church is put in a tough position, like, you know, like you were, um, you were talking about Father Justin and uh, their other – Episcopalian ministers or, or other ministers who they have a service that they give to their congregation, but they also need the congregation to help out. Yeah. You know, you need to contribute. You know, the church can't function if they're not volunteers to help. Yeah. Which is the sort of the finger pointing. Hey, I need you to do this and <laughs> yeah. do that, which can turn people off. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's something that's necessary. Yeah. And a lot of people don't know how, uh, I mean, they, they know how and when they see others do it mm-hmm. and they have, you know, and when they're ready to have, you know, to fight injustice, like I talked about in the prayer, sure, sure. we're ready, we're ready, we're warriors of peace yeah. fighting with yeah. injustice. Yeah. And, it's, and it's real easy to speak truth to power or mm-hmm. feel justified to do that. Yeah. And, but I got I to gotta tell you, folks, <laughs> bless you. Thank you. I got to, <laughs> bless you. I got to tell you, folks, uh, you know, it's, Christ was unique. Christ was that not just any old rabbi mm-hmm, right. kind of rabbi. Mm-hmm. He was the one who actually could put to the two together, mm-hmm. the two greatest commandments. And when and when one is able to do that, one has like reached a certain kind of divinity. Right. Don't expect miracles. One of the things that I was telling you mm-hmm. about is uh, a way that I've discovered, you know, as, as, as I've gone on, put myself in difficult situations, like when my mother was in ill in the hospital mm-hmm. with her first stroke, Yeah, um, I had to kind of take my ego mm-hmm. and whatever feelings I had about what was going on with my, you know, with my mom mm-hmm. and put that away and just say, this is a very sick person. 
yeah. who needs me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I had to just stop thinking she's my mom and stop thinking you know, all this yeah. all this crazy stu- stuff with what's happening health-wise is freaking me out. Yeah. Her body deteriorating, looking at it is grossing me out. Yeah. Um, I had to put all that away mm-hmm. and and say, like, I don't see any of that. I know it was there. Yeah. All I see is a person in need, and all I need to do is help. Right. Step one, two, and whatever step comes after that, yeah. I don't know, but this is where it begins. Right. I have to be like a nurse or a doctor mm-hmm. and be very analytical and just go or, and talk to the social workers mm-hmm. and talk to the insurance people and yeah. blah, 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 blah. And I've had to do that in other kinds of difficult confrontations <coughs> in, in, yeah. in life as well. Just take the ego away. Mm-hmm. Take myself out. Right. And be a neighbor. Yeah. This is my neighbor. I don't like my neighbor. My neighbor looks troubled. They're sitting there lying by the side of the road, and they have no clothes or money. And everybody else is walking away, mm-hmm. and there they are. And I'd like to walk away, too, because mm-hmm. they kind of smell. Yeah. Um, I'm going to put me out of this Yeah. and just look at somebody right. who needs something. Yeah. You know, that's kind of where th- – I mean, if that can help anybody, mm-hmm. it's helped me. Yeah. Um, it's a starting point. Yeah. I remember you and I were talking about um, what our parents or what our grandparents uh, taught us as kids and if we retained that. Mm-hmm. And one thing my grandmother would always say, it's like, you know, one day Jesus is going to walk the earth and uh, he could be anywhere. He could be that homeless person right there. <laughs> yeah. You know, what is, that's him. What do you do? Right, exactly. Okay, action. <laughs> right. Can you, would you help that person? Would you look at that person the same way that you would look at Jesus Christ? Yeah. And it was her way of saying, look at your neighbor, not as, or, or look at anyone, uh, not from a, um, a class standpoint, like, you know, is, is this person above or below or whatever, mm-hmm. but look at this person as if they were the closest thing to you, mm-hmm. as if. If if that person were Jesus Christ, to say that homeless person, don't look at him as a homeless person. He may be smelly, he may be stinky, you know, he may frighten you, but he could be the son of God. (laughs) What if Jesus is testing you? What if you look over that person or you spit on that person or laugh at that person and the person like, guess what? I'm Jesus Christ. Well, we're very concerned about our status, aren't we? Yeah. I mean, it's it, it's it's concerning all the time. I I was first in line. Mm-hmm. Right, right, exactly. I, you know, I, entitlement, it, entitlement. Yeah, yeah, it's you know, I've been standing by this ATM. It's my turn now. Right. Um, you know, when you were talking about your mom, and we were talking about this during uh, breakfast time, that um, how ironic it is to show compassion and love, which we uh, which we interpret as an emotional thing. You have to ironically pull back your emotion. Mm-hmm. And almost be non-emotional mm-hmm. to really, really help someone in a beneficial way. Mm-hmm. Um, there are um, people. Uh, I work for the DA's office, and so we have a victim witness division, where when we prosecute someone, we help the victims get back in on their lives mm-hmm. to help them testify against the person, and also to help them get back on track. And they have very, very tough work, and but they can't do it if they get too emotional, like you know our attorneys. They are taught, don't be emotional. You know, don't get into the, um, oh, my God, you know, Jimmy beat you, and, uh, you know, how do you feel? You want a hug or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it may seem rather cold. I'm sure psychiatrists go through this, you know, when you talk to a patient. Um, you, have to, you have to keep a distance yeah. because if you get too emotionally invested, then you're injecting yourself. It becomes you, you are, you know, 
it's not about you. It's about your service. What can you do to help someone? Like I was reading an article about waiters and waitresses, uh, uh, your uh, field, mm -hmm. and um, how they have to be very courteous, but they have to make it clear, I'm not here to have a conversation with you. I'm here to take your order, <laughs> smile, be courteous, but I got to go, <laughs> you know, because I got to serve other folks. Yeah. And there's a sort of, you know, mini psychology behind that. Mm -hmm. um, but getting back to your point, to help your mother, you have to remove your emotion. You can't get into, well, mom, look at what you told me when, you, when we were 15 and we had that argument, I don't know, 30 years ago or whatever. You have to push all that behind. Yeah. Yeah, you have to even the good stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, I mean, you know, oh my, my oh mom, you know, I'm I, I'm looking at you right now, and all all I can think of is all the times that, you know, the good times that we had sure. together, and she's still lying there hurting, yeah. <laughs> you know, while, while you're while you're lamenting, <laughs> being nostalgic. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, let me not feed you right now. I'm going to this about about <laughs> Right. Well, a lot of times we look at this. Uh, we have, you know, when we're reading uh, these scriptures yeah. and trying to get them. Yeah. Um, it, you know, we always and, and I've asked us to do this. It's like, who are you in this story? Who are you? The protagonist? Are you this character? That character? Uh huh. And and it's it's important in order to kind of like identify. Mm -hmm. You know, with you know, with the words. Yeah. You know, I just said that it's kind of like, hey, let's let's see if we can fit ourselves in this story and become mm -hmm. a little bit more emotionally attached to it. But here's a story, and this is a good example, and a lot of times I ask to do this in Scripture. It's like, okay, let's say we're, we're the drone. Yeah. And we're looking at the words, and we got to, like, go, like, mm -hmm. way, way back out in the, in the, in the outer space right. and look down at the words. Right, you know, exactly. Big, big yeah. picture. Yeah. Yeah, I remember uh, there was a story of NASA, how uh, I guess the first satellites that were put up, we got to see Earth for the very first time. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, it, 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 it evoked emotions from um, budding environmentalists. Right. It's because, like, you know, they got to see, you know, this is it. the big blue marble. This is what we're all trying to take care of. Right. Yeah. 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 And it also, I gave you the analogy, like I had... Um, I have these heavy curtains, and uh, <laughs> I, I like the heavy curtains. <laughs> Rich has heavy curtains, which he thinks remind him of the Word of God. <laughs> hey, you know, call me if you need a crazy analogy. I've, I've got tons of them. Go with the red So anyway, I have these curtains, and I hope my landlady isn't listening to me because you know I'm getting get into trouble. But I hung these curtains, and uh, I guess the walls are too thin. And um, the curtains just came crashing down because yeah. uh, the nails just, you know, right. the wall couldn't hold them. And I think about our, when we read the Word, like when we read the Bible, how deep are we getting into it? I mean, the Bible is like those heavy curtains. Yeah. You know, what Jesus is talking about is substantive. Mm -hmm. But it's only as substantive as we look into it. If we just say, oh, love your neighbor. I, uh, there's a funny, uh, I have a cousin. I'd say the heavy curtains are the Holy Spirit and mm -hmm. the Molly bolts yeah. are the Word of God. Yeah, <laughs> you know what the old is? No, tell me. Oh, you need one of these. Okay, <laughs> you need a couple. It's the thing that screws into the wall to hold the curtain. Oh, good, <laughs> good. Yeah, we've solved two things. Good. Good. I, I'll head into you know, dial up Amazon and uh, get some. No, I, but I need it. No, I, hey, I, I totally need it. But so, in any case, if we, if our interpretation, <laughs> if our interpret, if our looking into the word is only simplistic. As well, okay. The the preacher is told me to open up the Bible and read this. Okay, I'm going to read it. Blah 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 blah. The Lord oh, yeah. shall not want. Okay. Shall not. Yeah. yeah, got it, got it, got it. Mm -hmm. Then, 
our interpretation is like that wall and the, the, the heaviness or, you know, the, the density mm-hmm. of what Christ wants to teach us, just like the Pharisees. The Pharisees knew all of this stuff. It's kind of funny you would say the heavy curtains. I'm going to keep going with this because <laughs> I like it. I like it. Thank you. Because, because here in Matthew. Yes. Okay. Everybody's going to think like we're so smart. <laughs> Go ahead. I love it. Yeah. He says, all the law and the prophets hang ah, there on these two commandments. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, it, and what do you think of it? Like, like, like a branch. I love it. Yeah. Or a door hinge. There you go. Or heavy curtains. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. You've, you've you know, taken on we've, that, that analogy. We've done it. Okay, we've interpreted the gospel tonight. Good luck. Pass the plate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and so... Um, I mean, seriously, what, you know, you're probably saying, what are we trying to say? If you're going to read the Bible, if, if you're going to, you know, and like I said, this is about, this, you got to have faith. And we, only, we can only talk about what is important to us. And I have no idea, you know, what your connection is with, with God or with Christianity or with any of this. You know, you may need a connection. There's a reason you're listening to this podcast. But if you read the Bible, I mean, there's a reason people read the Bible. If you really want something substantive to come out of it, if you really something something to come out of your soul, something to connect you to your neighbors or whatever. Let's say you have a coworker or a friend or whatever, I don't know, they're a Trump supporter or they're a misogynist or, you know, there's someone. I read a wonderful article about a woman who, because there's a Me Too campaign going on, women saying, hey, I was sexually harassed as well. Mm-hmm. And this woman talks about her confronting, talking to a guy who, during the college years, tried to have sex with her and she was like no 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 you need to back off and she reconnected with him to at, to ask some very tough questions like listen why did you do this mm-hmm. and whatever and it was interesting and a very uneasy conversation that she had with this guy but she wants to have a deeper connection I, I would think well why does she why is she even bothering to connect, to connect with this person just walk away this right. person is just trash this person these republicans <laughs> these alt right these people who don't agree with who don't share my beliefs mm-hmm. the hell with them why am i trying to connect with them are they your neighbors well it's obviously something that was bothering her yeah and well she she wanted answers i mean it was it's and i think we've all been there where we have an un you know you told me this week you know you had a confrontation i guess with uh with you know some um some folks and you wanted to Sometimes we're giving it really nebulous. Yeah, yeah, nebulous. Cause yeah, yeah. I don't want to get you in trouble or whatever. But uh, no, no, no. I say, I but mean, we want to. I mean, there's no, somebody, somebody had disagreement with. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and, and it's just a matter of like I had to kind of like remove my personal feelings away from it. Right. You know, and and it's that's the hardest part to do, but it's it, it's been the most effective thus far because yeah. it's kind of like. That's how I'm dealing with it. They're uh, they're on their own. I'm not going to manipulate mm-hmm. the situation or try to you know evoke some kind of confrontation as far as some kind of battle as far as status goes. Yeah, you be you, I'll be me, mm-hmm. and we're gonna not not interact. Yeah, I mean you know it's just a, but that's yeah. a little different than what we're talking about. Yeah, well I mean and when people hear that it's like wow that was the best way to deal with the situation. Yeah, and you may think wow that's kind of cold. And it's not necessarily cold. I mean, it's no, it's, it's, it's just like you dealing with your mom. It's remo- it's removing the emotions so that so that you know your your main effort, your bigger goal, yeah, which is to kind of have harmony, yeah, has a has a has a broader range. Right. Has a, you know the work is easier to do. Like with my mother, it was a matter of just you know 
getting her well, step right. one, two, three, and, and right. ad infinium. <coughs> or ad infinitum, excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> the one thing that um, I think these two commandments kind of, and the way they're paired together in this beautiful, mm-hmm. you know, history-making way. Yeah. Is because, you know, you ask him, what's the greatest commandment? Love the Lord thy God with all thy soul. They all knew that. Yes. Yes, that's true. But how can you really, really love God? I mean, really. Mm-hmm. How can you love God? Yeah. And that's not, it just says do it. Mm-hmm. And here we're talking, we talked about, you know, the what, the where, the what, you know, mm-hmm. the why. Mm-hmm. But the how mm-hmm. is the most important thing because... Mm-hmm. We need to know in order to make progress. We need to know in order to get better, yeah. to become better at this good stuff. Right. The how is right here. Here it is, all pulled together. You know how you love the Lord your God? You love what God loves. What does God love? He loves everybody. That's right. That's right. That's what you do. <laughs> That's the how, folks. Mm-hmm. Yes. What's the greatest commandment the lawyer says? Mm-hmm. Christ says, oh, yeah, everybody knows that. You love God. Mm-hmm. Like undying love. Yeah, yeah, sure. Like me, like you, like anybody. Right. But how do you do it? Yeah. That's the key. Yeah. How? You love everybody else. Mm-hmm. You love what God loves. Yeah. That's how you do it. Yeah. And I'm going to say something a bit controversial. I mean, loving God it's very easy. Loving neighbors is hard. And I think because God, you know, when you think about people, when they talk about God or let's say a higher being or, you know, what, what they connect with, it's an abstract thought or concept because, you know, we can't see him. We can't hear him. Mm. You know, we pray. We say that God talks to us, but it's still very abstract, almost a surreal type of thing because it's not there. But the very concrete thing that we can see every day are everyday people. But it's hard because, you know, it's, it's harder work. It sure is. <laughs> it's much harder work. And people are like, well, wait a minute, you know. No, I think I, 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 there's evil out there. I don't like evil. I'm not going to deal with yeah. those, those people. But I don't agree. Right. But yeah. when I say that loving God is, is easier than loving people, you know, some may say, well, wait a minute. No, no, loving God is way hard. You know, some people who don't even agree that there is a God. Yeah. But how, how, how difficult is it to, to kneel down and pray? How difficult is it just to say, oh, I love God? Or, you know, you have your own little interpretation of how you love God. I mean, that's fine. It's intangible, and we accept it. Um, but loving people, like you, when you love your mother, you know, um, the work that you did, like helping her and, and, and taking care of her, mm-hmm. those are tangible things, and it has a tangible result. I mean, you know, she became clean. Well, she know, got fed. Her know, bills were paid. You don't. Yeah, but there was a one by one. I mean, like when you're the good Samaritan, mm-hmm. like if if you continue along the lines of in in mm-hmm. you know in the scripture, the lawyer asks, "Well, who's my neighbor?" and he says the parable of the good Samaritan. Mm-hmm. Good Samaritan doesn't know what's going to happen. Yeah, I mean he, you know, he just sees this guy. He goes, "Okay, uh, I got to get you to an inn." He takes him to an inn. He goes, "Oh God, I got to pay for this." He pays for the innkeeper. He gives him clothes. Right. I mean, uh, okay. Um, I think everything's dealt with here now. Right. Now, what's he took care of everybody. Right. I mean, but it wasn't like he knew. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, let's deal with that, and then we'll deal with this. Right. And oh, uh, oh, uh, uh, 
They got blood coming out there. Okay, we've got to put a bandage on there. Right. Uh, here, you're hungry. Here, yeah. I've got to go get you some food. Yeah. You know, it, you know, and who knows whether he, you know, he... You know he's going to make his appointment, mm-hmm. or, right. or, or, or lose that job he's going for. Yeah, remember a couple of weeks ago you were talking about you were in church and they asked you to usher, yeah. and you were doing five, six, or seven things because one little thing led to another, oh, yeah, it was, it, to another. It turned out to it yeah. turned out to be a shit fest. Yeah, <laughs> but <laughs> you know you you were put into the service and people needed you, and so you were there. It just and it reminded me of the uh, that Bible verse. Well, yeah, it just kind of happened. But yeah. Um, yeah, you you know it was at the first I was kind of like oh. Damn, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna get to like just do my service. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm. I, I I can't have to check in and do all this stuff. Yeah, you know, but uh, but uh, you know, it was just a one by one by one by one. I, right. You know, it's just. I, I say don't. Sometimes, you know, uh, don't try. Don't have expectations about you know where mm-hmm. you're going with this. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> otherwise, you know, you can't have, <laughs> tackle the problem at hand. Right. Exactly. You have no idea what God will put in front of you and what. Tasks, you know, you were talking about. Um, oh shoot, what were we talking about earlier this morning? We were talking about <laughs> um, stuff. Just you know, like how God continues to give you things, give you uh, tasks mm-hmm. and 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 assignments. Like you know, life is one perpetual task. Oh yeah, you were yeah. Saying, oh you were talking about the sermon. You're, you're oh, right. that's right. That's what you're doing. So yeah, so Pastor H. Beecher Hicks Jr. of the Fountain Baptist one Church, of, one of his very famous sermons, I guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, well, basically, the theme was it came to pass because in the Old Testament, as you look at certain Bible verses, it always begins with "and it came to pass that Moses did this, yeah, it, it came, came to pass that David, David did this, and whatever." And, and he took that phrase and ran yeah, with it. Exactly. Yeah. Pastor Hicks's adage, well, basically the the button, mm-hmm. if you will, is. Mm-hmm. All things come to pass. Mm-hmm. If you have bad, if you're having some bad times in your life, you know, let's say you know the, the, you've hit a bump in the road in your marriage, or in your relationship with your boyfriend girlfriend. Uh, riding or, high in August, shot down in May. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Frank Sinatra. <laughs> I know that one. Uh, <laughs> or whatever. Um, but it comes to pass. You know, yeah. things will. I mean, like even what's ha- what's happening. Like uh, when I talk about how I'm still faithful about the American justice system in the age of Trump. Well, well I mean, you know, my dad said it may seem amazing to a lot of people. <laughs> right, now. right, exactly. But, you know, my dad would always say, "Listen, when you hit thirty, the years go by just like that. Mm-hmm. Two two years, blink of your eye, be like that." And I'm, I think there'll be a new, you know, president. So if you're in trouble with Trump or whatever, basically all things come to pass. All things will. Mm-hmm. Um, Will it resolve itself? I think it'll need help. It'll need help from the worker, from the helpers, yeah. for those who are called yeah. to to uh, to help and serve and all that stuff. But yeah, bad times they don't last always. Yeah. Well, we we pick these things out uh, because you know it, it's difficult, and a lot of people are just like you know dumbstruck mm-hmm. and feel you know. Like I can't handle this. I didn't sign up for this. This yeah. is not. This is not what I voted for. Right. I did not sign up for this. I'm just gonna. Mm-hmm. I, and I feel exhausted and heavy, and I can't do it. Yeah. I'm the one who needs the good smile. I'm the one laying by the road. Yeah. And I'm just saying, like, folks, you know, we got to think of neighborliness. Right. In a very immediate kind of way. Right. Don't think about what it's going to do for you. Mm-hmm. Don't think about what it, what results it's going to get for the world you want. Mm-hmm. We don't have the world you want. Yeah. We don't know what's going to help you right now. Yeah. But what we do know is the first thing in front of us. Right. Be neighborly mm-hmm. 
whatever you think about this person, mm-hmm. you want to love God, you want God to love you, yeah, you got to do it. <laughs> you know, you yeah. got, you got to love who God loves. Yeah. And there was a wonderful TED talk. Um, there was a guy who tried to explain the difference between a conservative and a liberal. And he was talking about, I guess there was a test that was done where people had to put in money in a pot and they were agreed to put in equal amount of money. Maybe it was $100 or, or something like that. And they agreed to do it because they believed that the outcome, that everyone will be served, everyone will you know, get their equal amount. And then the test changed where people can take, take money that they need, but only what they need. And they could voluntarily put in. And what they found out was that less people put in because they were like, well, I'm getting ripped off here because people are going to take more than they put in. Mm-hmm. Um, and why do I think about that? I think about um, the me. You know, when you talked about, well, listen, I didn't sign up for this. I didn't. Yeah. You know, it starts off with I. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you say? Because you're in an uncomfortable situation. You're, mm-hmm. you know, your very first basic instinct is yeah. to remove yourself from that situation. Sure, sure. You know, and that's in, you know we talked about removing your emotion when you serve. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you add your emotion when you don't serve. It's like, hey, emotionally, I'm going to be put in an uncomfortable situation, so I'm going to take myself out of this situation. And we're not, you know, I'm not saying be robots or you know, like be an algorithm or whatever, but realize that when we add our emotion, there's a bit of selfishness. That goes into your emotion. Of course, we have to take care of ourselves. If you have faith, you know that God will take care of you. Um, uh, if you if you can just be a little bit more analytical about it mm-hmm. and less emotional about it. Sure. I know that sounds really kind of harsh, mm-hmm. but you know, think of doctors and nurses and people sure. in nursing homes and. And, and people who have to deal with all these things day in and day out. Psychologists? Yeah, it's gross. Yeah. People, it's, it, it's not fun. Right. What you'd say, well, they get some kind of fucking joy out of it. Well, you know, that's their problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know? but, uh, mm-hmm. but the thing is, is like uh, in order to function, in order to be good about doing that stuff, yeah. they, really have to, they really have to be more analytical about it. This, that poor guy laying on the side of the road, yeah. he smells bad. I don't want to get near him. Well, just hold your nose. Yeah. Get, get on with it. Yeah. You know. And it's interesting. I think about parenting, which is odd because I'm not a parent, and uh, I don't think we, n- neither of us are parents. But some of the best parenting comes from people who sort of remove the emotions between them and their child, which is incredibly difficult. What imagine. Yeah. Um, but sometimes when you have to teach a child or when you have to discipline a child mm-hmm. properly, um, you have to take the emotion out. You know, some people... Emo- you know, when you add emotion into disciplining, then it gets into abuse because you're landing out your anger. Mm-hmm. You can't do that. And you're presenting a very confusing message. Right, exactly. You know, suddenly people have a, you know, instead of just eat your broccoli, it'll make, make you big and strong. Eat your goddamn broccoli! You know, it's funny. I, to this day, I don't eat string beans. Oh, no. Eat <laughs> so yeah, you know, you do have to remove your emotion. <laughs> well, you gotta have faith with the two ball adjustments. <laughs> but I mean, some of the best teachers I have were ones who were, were strict disciplinarians. Like, listen, study us, do this, do that. Yeah. Not so much hugs and I love you or whatever. I mean, yeah, and you're so, not anti. You're such a sweet guy. Right. They focus on. Read the assignment. Right. 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 Exactly. But. 
you know, it's a tough world. It's a difficult world. You know, there's there's a lot of, you know, crazy things going on. If you allow yeah. yourself to get emotionally caught up in every single thing that happens. I mean, someone can step on your toe and bark. Yeah. Someone can, you well, know, you, around you, you, like you ruined my table. Like, my day was terrible, and now it's even worse. Right, <laughs> right, right, exactly. Yeah. And just how, you know, just... There de- you know, there are days where you just w- don't want to get out of bed if you allow yourself to be emotionally handcuffed. Mm-hmm. That's true. Um, there was one other part of this I wanted to sure. jump onto, and I yeah. think it was in John or Luke. I couldn't remember. I think I thought it was John. It, it, it was the other part of this, yeah, when he was at the – so reading the, the lesson. Um, or was it – no, I can't find it. John sixteen seventeen. Um, hold on. Yes. Uh, yeah, um, John fifteen um, verse nine through thirteen. Can okay. I read that real quick? Sure. I've um, got it. I've got it here too. Okay. Well, I've got this kind of common English Bible, so it's oh, sort so, so, yeah. so new agey. Yeah. But bear with me. Um, I like the version that. Well, just I'm going to read the word just. Attention, everybody. I'm going to read the word remain, and then there's another version. That has abide. That has abide, which yeah. I like the word abide, but yeah. just, you can interchange them yeah. here. This is John uh, fi- 14th, no, 15th chapter, 9th through, what is it, 12th? T- uh, 9 through 13. 9 through 13. Go, f- go for it. Okay. So imagine remain, abide, kind mm-hmm. of synonymous, <laughs> and we'll, we'll get through this. Yeah. So um, Jesus is speaking, and, 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 and I should give a little context. The verse in Matthew that we read, he's in the, he's talking to the Pharisees and the lawyers. Yeah, and you know they're they're getting kind of like they're testing and provoking him. Mm-hmm. Here he's uh, with the disciples at the Last Supper. After that, but still very kind of re- we're getting close to the mm-hmm. you know to the, the crucifixion. Yeah, and when they're going to arrest him, mm-hmm. and the, everybody has to scatter. Yeah, um, so. Jesus saying, as the Father loved me, I too have loved you. Remain in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will remain in my love, just as I've kept my Father's commandments and remain in his love. I have said these things to you so that my joy will be in you and your joy will be complete. This is my commandment. Love each other. Just as I've loved you, no one has greater love than to give up one's life for one's friends. There you go. You know, and it's and even in that kind of dire, grave circumstance mm-hmm. where he knows what's going to happen. Yeah. It's just, I mean, taken out of context, it, it looks like all, all icing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just the most beautiful message. Yeah. And, and especially that 13th verse. Yes. He's basically saying, listen, I've, I'm going to prove to you that I love you by giving my life to you. There is no greater love than a person who gives his life to you. Mm-hmm. And you can look at it from the literal sense, like he's going to die for our sins. Mm-hmm. But let's say in an intangible sense, everything that I do in my life is for you. I mean, that's what a mother does to a child. Like... I am, you know, every savings that I'm giving and every, you know, everything that I do, cooking and cleaning and this and that mm-hmm. is for you, that, um, for my child. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and God, we are the children of God. And, uh, you know, Jesus 
he literally gives his entire life and even gives his physical life for us. Yeah, I think about those people who just like marched into the fires and the flames, you know, yeah. in Sonoma, you know, and worked for oh, that's right, 24, yeah. 48, 72 hours straight. Yeah. You know, pulling people away right. uh, from, from peril. Right. You know, if they sat there and thought about it, mm-hmm. oh, this is my life I'm giving up. Yeah. Breathing all this crap for everyone and, yeah. and possibly, you know, mm-hmm. getting hurt myself. Or yeah. This is my life I'm putting on like They don't do that. They can't think like that. They right. You wouldn't function like that. Right. Uh, it It's something that you have to do instinctually. If you're mm-hmm. if somebody's hanging off the cliff and they're grabbing your arm, you're not thinking about like, you know, I could fall over right now, mm-hmm. and if and if I don't let go, yeah, you know they're you know they're going to take my life. Feel mm-hmm. you know you if you thought about that, thing, it you know it, it wouldn't get done. Exactly, you know it wouldn't it, it, it wouldn't happen. Right, uh, I think parents you know mm-hmm. understand that kind of sacrifice is instinctual and better yeah. if it's instinctual and they don't think about themselves in the process. Right. If they are selfless, because otherwise if they're selfish, you know, they won't get anything done. That's exactly right. You know, they, will, they, they won't be, you know, mm-hmm. kid won't be successful yeah. and, you know, vice versa. You know? and, and it's funny, you know, I've never, you know, and it's wonderful how the scripture works. I never even thought about that. Just the concept of removing emotion, you know, as actors, Emotion is our currency. I know. That's why, that's why I say it, seems, it seems so counterintuitive, you know, yeah. to say, like, if you want to be a good person, be a robot. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's like, mm-hmm. well, not really. It's just that provoking and questioning and mm-hmm. speaking truth to power and yeah. questioning authority. Yeah. The things that we've been talking about being more Christ-like right. um, have a lot to do with a bunch of different lessons, but here we're talking about the greatest lessons and right. the most basic lessons. Mm-hmm. And removing one oneself, one's own ego yeah. out of things. I know that goes against a lot of acting principles. Sure. In fact, you know, Stanislavski and, and uh, Method and all these other methods mm-hmm. are all about pouring yourself into That's right. a character. Yeah. And not and not taking yeah. the character and letting yeah. it put its construct on you and reacting and re- re- reacting re- to re- what someone does. Like let's yeah. say if on stage someone stepped on my toe, yeah. if I don't react, it's like, hey, you stepped on your toe. You're not being emotionally connected. Mm-hmm. But what's happening here? The disciples. I mean, I'm sorry. The Pharisees are trying to provoke Jesus Christ, yeah. and he knows what's coming up. And I think uh, we haven't gotten to it, but I think you know there's some disciples who have left Christ. Already. Oh, yeah, we haven't gotten that. Yeah. But, you know, um, so the pressure isn't on just Jesus Christ. The Pharisees are placing pressures on all of the disciples. No, there's a whole question about whether this entire revolution of thought is going to be just, Mm -hmm. you know, wiped away. Right. I think that was the intention. I think that's why they're there. They're trying to confront him and maybe to shake Jesus. So, you know, if they catch him or if they, ha- if they catch him, him, you know, then, then, then they could throw this whole right. little party, you know, out the door. Right. And not have to think about these troublemakers again. Right. You know, and, well, it's, and, it's, and it's in front of us, in front of an audience. I mean, you know, to to use this theater analogy where, you know, if we can prove in front of an audience that Jesus is fake or that he can't ask or answer our questions, then the whole movement will just be shut down. Yeah. I guess that's what, 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 you know, where 
I, I, I try to fit in, mm-hmm. and, and I'm, am I in the audience? Am I, am I Christ in the story? Am I John in the story, recanting the story? Yeah. Well, this is where you zoom up about yeah. like 30,000 feet and you go like, Pharisees. You, you could be, be the Pharisee. I could be the one who's like, you know, saying not in my backyard. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you yeah. Know? Um, but, but the thing is, is, you know, following, following one's true spirit and following one's true heart, mm-hmm. it's, it's difficult alone. Yeah. It's difficult alone. It's difficult when it's just, and I think when we're talking about removing our ego and removing our emotions, mm-hmm. is in a way of taking away those kind of barriers, mm-hmm. which is me. Yeah. Me, 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 me. Yeah. You know, it, a way of opening up, a way of listening. If you're mm-hmm. not listening on stage, you're kind of worthless. Yeah, that's exactly you know, right. I mean, you know, I've, how many? You know, it's like acting while somebody's looking at your forehead. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, I know they're not listening to me. They're like, like yeah, talk, 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 talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pause, and pause, we, we've, pause. we've all seen we, that. We, we, yeah. I mean, we've been around enough to kind of know that 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 shit don't fly. Right, exactly. <laughs> that's but, exactly uh, right. But the but what I, what I mean by taking yourself out of yeah. out of this equation, of, you know, when you when you need to get. When you need to get the job done, the job yeah. of caring for one another. Yeah. Is your emotion helping you? If your emotion is not helping you, then it's part of the problem. Yeah. If your emotion says, well, I don't want to help or I don't want to, you know, do this or do that, you have to think about, you know, what, who, who you are and what you want to be. And especially when it comes to faith, you know, whatever you think faith is, I think what, it, what's your role in it? I think it's a process. I think it's filled with um, simple solu- simple answers to mm-hmm. like you know right wrong good bad yeah you know uh golden rule things mm-hmm. we grew up with right phrases that stick in our mind yeah. that, that grandma said and right which oh that she was right she was right about that right exactly and other things which are troublesome mm-hmm. other questions which don't necessarily have answers right which are made to get you along mm-hmm to get you along to the next set of things. Yeah. I mean, this too, I was saying, you know, the, you said the button on this too shall pass. I put another button on. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, this too shall pass. These problems, mm-hmm. you know, this judiciary system, this government, whatever, this, these times we're living in, yeah. you know, these hard times emotionally, financially, mm-hmm. you know, what's the future? Are we going to blow up the world? Yeah. You know, this too shall pass, but we'll get another set of problems. That's right. And another. Yeah, and that's the test analogy that you have. You know, there's yeah. always tests. There are always tests. And there's yeah. always going to be – Christ had answers to yeah. the Pharisees' questions, and then he had more questions. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and and made them probe deeper. Yeah. Deeper than they really were comfortable going. Right. They had all this laid out. They understood who their neighbors were. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was all understood. There were certain people who were in and mm-hmm. certain people who were out. Yeah. There were restrictions between – you know, God-fearing people and people who are, you know, mm-hmm. kind of pagan. Yeah. Not really not really interested and not going to be. Right. And those were the neighbors and those weren't. Mm-hmm. And we know who our neighbors are. Right. And he more or less just kind of, no, you don't know anything about neighborliness. Neighbor, neighborliness. Mm-hmm. We're going to blow your mind and take Leviticus and Deuteronomy and say, like, you can't love God. Right. Because God loves everybody. And if you don't love everybody, mm-hmm. you're not loving God. Yeah. Boom. Right, exactly. Boom. You know, drop the mic. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's kind of like, <laughs> like, there it is. Yeah. You know, and, and it shows 
he doesn't just know the scriptures, but he is, he is really living it. I mean, it's it's part of him. And it shows that we're living it too, because we haven't been able to get that yet. Mm-hmm. We've been provoked. We've been prodded. We've mm-hmm. been told time and time again what the golden rule is. Yeah. Not living it yet. Right. Not living it yet. Yeah. Not there yet. Yeah. And although, yeah. you know, like I said, we sometimes poo-poo what we learned as kids because, well, we're not kids anymore. We're adults. Mm-hmm. But it's part of our foundation. And <laughs> if you lose your foundation, if you lose, let's say your grandmother may be dead. Uh, you know, your um, ancestors may be gone. You may have moved away to another city, you know, doing great things in the tech industry or whatever. But... You still have a foundation. You still have a heritage. You still have those things inside of you that your grandmother and granddad taught you. Well, we trust them. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, it's like, you know, we, we, we trust it. Like, we trust oatmeal is good. <laughs> you exactly. Know, you know, it's so warm. It must be good, mm-hmm. you know. But some people have strayed too far away, and sometimes it's good to, if you need to recalibrate, who am I? Especially if you've been rattled by, you know, current events or, you know, what's happening in your own personal life. And you're like, oh, my God, you know, where do I find myself? Go back to the foundation. Well, obviously, I told you about, like, we were talking about phrases. Yeah. You know, phrases that we grew up with. And yeah. one of the ones that I I, I thought about mm-hmm. was uh, Daisy's uh, grandmother, Connie, yeah. who had a refrigerator magnet on her fridge. I, I used to go down and visit them down in Southern California. And when mm-hmm. she died, I, I they they said, who wants what? And uh-huh. I, I said, I've always wanted that refrigerator magnet. And yeah. I, I got it on my fridge right now. And it was, and it was, uh, mm-hmm. it was the phrase, to be little is to belittle. Yeah, I like and, that one. Yeah, so I got some assonance <laughs> and everything. I mean, it's pretty, pretty, pretty memorable. And she was such a beautiful, pious, loving person. She was a really, really good person. Mm-hmm. And when she died, it was like a... Oh, man, it was devastating because she held that family together like glue. And she's I'm really, sure there were tons of people at her funeral. Tons. She's super Christian. Yeah. You know, really, you know, got, you know, just. And it surprised me that she would have this thing on her refrigerator because she was never belittling. She was always welcoming. Everyone was special. Mm. Everyone was a, a guest at her invitation. Mm. Didn't matter who you were, where you came from, what you looked like, mm-hmm. you know, what the other people in the family liked or liked you not yeah didn't matter mm-hmm. you're here i love you and that's the way she lived and i was just like why the hell did she have this thing on her fridge she didn't need that i need that yeah i need that on my fridge i need to i need to put myself out of situations to know that i'm no better than anybody mm-hmm. else i have to be reminded all the time in fact i i go and stare at the fridge whether i like to or not because got to open the door and get mm-hmm. you know get food out sure, get, sure you know two or three times yeah. Five times a day, whatever. Yeah. So I need that on my fridge, and I'm mm-hmm. just like, that's probably how she survived. Yeah. I know it's how I'm going to survive. Yeah. I need that. I yeah. need that. Yeah. You know, in my life, I need that valuable list. It's not. A, it's more than just comforting. Mm-hmm. It's it's necessary. I need it banged into my head because you know, yeah, I love the Lord. Yeah. With all my heart. Yeah. But am I really? Yeah. Not. White. <laughs> so there's that metaphysical mental magnet that we're putting on. Yeah, we're putting a magnet on everybody's fridge. <laughs> love, love your God, and how do you do it? Love yeah. your neighbor. Yeah. And we're at the one hour mark. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. So let me uh, close close uh, out in prayer. Um, 
Let's see, should I do? No, 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 I'll do the prayer first. Okay. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for uh, the word that you've given us this Saturday morning. We pray that uh, people who listen to us will be touched, that we can um, motivate people to think a little deeper into the scriptures and um, to let people know that uh, the scriptures, the word of God has um, significance, that it's like that heavy curtain, that uh, it has depth and uh, it needs a strong foundation. It needs people who care about the word to really understand it and to put it to good use. So we thank you so much. We thank you for touching us, and we ask that everything that we do uh, is through the love of you, that people who see us and listen to us are hearing the word of God. We ask in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So here's the blurb. You can find you got to have faith on the Apple Podcast app on all iPhones and iPads. You can also find you got to have faith on iTunes. Just click on iTunes. Click on store. You're not going to buy anything. Don't worry about that. Use the search engine on the upper left hand side and search for you got to have faith. You will find us for Android users. Download download the SoundCloud app or you can go on SoundCloud.com and search for you got to have faith. All right, man. <laughs> that is it. Have a good day, Dan. Yeah, exactly. All right. And we are out. Oh.